In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 205th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have started uh, practice. They had their first padded practice today. We're going to go through... uh, we got an extra special guest this week, but we're going to go through uh, what's going on with Hayden Hurst, Marlon Davidson, talk a little Charles Harris, and end with that crowded cornerback situation. But our special guest this week is former Falcon Warwick Dunn, part owner of the team, also the backfield mate of Jason Wright, who was named the president and CEO of the Washington Football Club. Coming the first African-American to hold that position in 100 years in the National Football League. So we caught up with Warwick on Tuesday. And here's what he had to say about his old running back mate who backed him up in 2004. And, uh, and what do you remember? I know that was a long time ago. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I have to try to think on that. That's uh Yeah. 
Well, there's work. He said, be confident in your decisions that you make. That's part of the advice he would give Jason Wright, who played for the Falcons in the 2004 season, had seven years in the league, uh, got his MBA from University of Chicago, played at Northwestern, uh, and is now the CEO of the Washington football team. Let's hear from Hayden Hurst. He said things are starting to click for him on uh, the offense. Uh, it says starting to make sense. And then he talked about the blocking and how that can get better uh, by working on his fits and so forth. Let's hear from Hayden Hurst. Hayden, how's the practice been going for you and what was the first day of padded practices like? They've been going really well. You know, everything in the playbook that we've been going through is starting to click and make sense. Uh, I was able to play fast today and you know, I think that's when I'm at my best. You know, the more I get comfortable with this playbook and everything starts to make sense in my head, you know, the better I'm going to do on the field. But you know, being back in pads is awesome. You know, it's been a, about eight months, so uh, it's it's nice to be back in. And then uh, you know, we've heard about your athleticism and route running. Uh, how's the blocking uh, for you, and how do y'all get ready with you know, uh, you know, not not so many padded practices? I think it all comes down to these walkthroughs and taking those serious and being a pro about those. It's just getting your footwork and getting your fits on guys. And once you throw the pads on, you know, every other day, kind of how DQ has it set up, you just got to get your fits. You know, you got to get your pads down. Uh, take advantage of these padded practices. Like you said, we don't have that many of them. But it's just all about footwork, all about hand placement and setting your pads. All right, Hayden Hurst on his blocking and getting more comfortable in the offensive attack. Number three, Charles Harris, the former first-round pick of the Dolphins. We wrote a story on him. It's on AJC.com. Talked to a scout, uh, well, personnel man uh, uh, in the AFC that said, you know, confirmed what Harris told me. Harris said his problem in Miami was they were a two-gap defense. Uh, the previous regime before Brian Flores got there was a one-gap uh, regime and that's why they drafted him so high they wanted him to get up the field and attack uh, so he didn't really fit in Miami's deep read and react two gap and attack uh, that's what he told me and I had it confirmed by a um, high ranking AFC personnel man and uh, so that's why we went with that uh, but yeah they say even when he was a little too light at 252 to hold up in the two gap system but in the one gap just go get it he should be better, although even when they had him doing that, he didn't do a great job, is what I'm told. But now, uh, that is to his strength, and that's what the Falcons try to do. They'll try to get him to play to his strength. And also, we figured out that he's a replacement. If he can beat out Stephen Means uh, and, you know, Bailey, somehow there's 439 snaps out there for somebody, uh, you know, Claiborne got a lot of those after Tack got hurt, though. Uh, so if Tack holds up, maybe it's not that many. But there's definitely some backup defensive end snaps available. And the Falcons are uh, thinking Charles Harris might be able to go get some of those. So uh, we'll keep an eye on him. He's wearing number 92. Uh, don't have to. That's Reggie White's old number. So if he starts making some sacks, maybe he's channeling that. But Charles Harris out of Missouri. Uh, had a big game against Georgia in 2016. Uh, but, yeah, this is a scheme fit for him. He should be able to 
take off here, and we'll watch him over the next couple weeks. What Coach Dan Quinn said, if he can come to the forefront here in the next couple of weeks, uh, he's going to get a shot to play some football for the Atlanta Falcons. Now let's go to Marvin Davidson, the uh, second-round pick out of Auburn. inside gave us a little bit there um went on to talk later about how he uh came to camp at 295 uh was at 296 before they went into pads and so now he might drop a little bit but uh he's playing inside and want they want him to get after it uh uh inside we'll see uh how it goes but uh certainly the rookie uh, is upbeat and expect to see him on the field uh, here too this season. Now, uh, fourth point today, we, we started with our special guest work done, discussed Hayden Hurst, Charles Harris, uh, Marlon Davidson. And then lastly here, we're going to close out with the cornerback situation. When they added Darquez Denard, like, okay, um, you know, uh, w- what does that mean? Because you, you drafted A.J. Terrell, you're hoping he could take over at left for Trufant. Guys, they Oliver at right, and uh, Sheffield at the nickel last year. That's uh, that's where he was at. So, um, Darquez has played inside and out, but showed last year he had some very good numbers inside at nickel. And uh, you know, we reported that hey, they're going to look at him at nickel, and uh, that's where he's been in practice and so forth. Uh, uh, the most most part, for the most part. Sure, they've been moving them all around. Like today, I wasn't concentrating on defense. I had the, the O-line. Uh, we'll look and see where he's at tomorrow. But so, if he's at nickel, where's Sheffield? Now, it's key this offseason. The Falcons coach Dan Quinn said, hey, Sheffield could play inside and outside. So, I mean, okay, you got. So, now we can, if Terrell can get ready to play, which he's off to a good start, then you got Sheffield and Oliver. So we got four corners in three spots. So we're going to see some competition here. Uh, there's a musical cornerback game going on. And uh, we, you know, the good defensive coaches tell you, Mark Quine used to say, you can never have enough good cornerbacks. People are throwing four and five wides out there. So, uh, you know, it's just got to figure out the right combination and when to get them on the field. So, Right now, it looks like they got four corners. If the rookie can play right away, if he can't, then you got some good options in Darquez Denard and uh, Sheffield. And then Oliver's going to have to, you know, step it up um, to hold back Sheffield to hold on to his spot. So the competition should make this coverage uh, unit better. 
And then uh, one of my favorites, uh, behind all of those guys, is Bleedy Ray Wilson, who you can put in the game, and he's going to be able to play for you. So, And I know they like him a lot also. But without any exhibition games, we're going to uh, – you know, it's going to be hard to see how they figure it out, but that's what that's what they're challenged with this year is uh, figuring out that cornerback situation and making sure the coverage is much, much better than it was last season. So with that, uh, we're going to get on out of here from the 205th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Going to thank Work Done for uh, answering his phone today. That's uh, We appreciate that. We can call you up and... Uh, you don't mind just jumping right on with us and uh, discussing the issues of the day. So work done on Jason Wright, we uh, Hayden Hurst, Marlon Davidson, Charles Harris. Keep an eye on Charles Harris. And uh, we'll keep an eye on him for you since uh, there won't be any games to watch. Uh, and then the cornerback situation, we already wrote about it being crowded back there. We'll hear from uh, Isaiah Oliver tomorrow to get his take on uh, how he's going to hold it down and try to hold off Sheffield or Darquez or or uh, A.J. Terrell in that fight to play some cornerback. So uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. You can always go to AJC.com and bookmark that Atlanta Falcons page. Uh, we appreciate that. Our Facebook page is Atlanta Falcons News Now. So with that, we're going to get on out of here. Take care. This is the 205th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Music by DJ Magic. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.